Mental health during the COVID-19 pandemic. Healthcare providers coping with death and loss during COVID-19. This is Shira Volmer, MD. I'm a psychiatrist at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Thank you for joining me for this fifth episode in my series of podcasts on mental health during the coronavirus. This series is about keeping yourself and your patients mentally healthy in this unstable and scary world. These podcasts will be published weekly by primed.com. Today's topic is about the healthcare provider dealing with death and loss during COVID-19. Many providers are reckoning with losing their patients. As is often said, healthcare now resembles wartime efforts, and as such, post-traumatic stress disorder in healthcare workers can be anticipated. Today, I'm going to focus on how a healthcare provider can deal with the gravity of losing patients. While COVID-19 presents some cases where the healthcare worker may have little control over the outcome, it's not uncommon for the healthcare worker to feel inadequate when a patient dies. The rational part of their brain may know that death is a result of the pathophysiology of the virus and not their own actions. The feeling emotional part of their brain feels that they have there to save people. And so each patient loss is a personal failure. Even though family members may be understanding, clinicians are often vulnerable to large feelings of inadequacy, even though they're in the midst of doing heroic and life-threatening work. These feelings of inadequacy can cause mental health problems down the line. These mental health problems can take the form of PTSD, anxiety disorders, depression, and or substance abuse. Let us first focus on the unique aspects of loss for the healthcare provider during COVID-19. First, most healthcare providers are not used to multiple deaths in a short period of time. This is a new challenge which can be overwhelming and it may require psychological unpacking for many, many years to come. Second, because of the requirement for isolation, the healthcare provider does not get the opportunity to spend time with patients or their families to learn about the human being they are treating. Likewise, the patient does not see a human face, but rather the patient sees a masked and gowned provider who does not look familiar. This emotionally distant relationship can make the loss more difficult to deal with. Third, the healthcare provider carries the anxiety of contracting the disease and transmitting the virus to loved ones, making the baseline anxiety higher than would otherwise be. Adding to this baseline anxiety is the anxiety that they are not doing their job well because patients are dying. However irrational that may be, it can permeate the inner life of a healthcare provider. Fourth, the healthcare provider is expected to be selfless at this time 
and so many providers do not feel at liberty to express their needs and their fears. A strong service orientation, a lack of time, difficulties in acknowledging their own needs, stigma at being removed from their duties during a crisis may prevent staff from requesting or asking for support if they're experiencing grief and loss and a sense of inadequacy. Knowing that healthcare workers on the front lines are vulnerable to these mental health problems, let us discuss managing stress and loss in the healthcare provider. Both institutional supports and self-care strategies are important. In terms of institutional support, employers should be proactive in encouraging supportive care in an atmosphere free of stigma, free of coercion, and without a fear of negative consequences. Self-care strategies include recognizing and embracing grief. Grief is about turning inward and recalibration, so there needs to be time to reflect. If not immediately, then healthcare workers need to understand that a grief period may be in their future, and they need to be prepared for that. Moving through grief is a journey that requires time, energy, and support from loved ones. Avoiding grief leads to psychopathology and substance abuse. Narrating this journey to a loved one and or a mental health professional is critical to the grief journey. Research from the bereavement literature shows that the nature of the person's attachments influences their grief reactions. For many healthcare providers, the attachment is to their profession, where they feel powerful to help people, and losing this feeling of power can be quite disturbing. The pandemic forces healthcare providers to confront the frailty of such attachments and the loss of an identity as a healer. Further, healthcare professionals are grieving a living loss, one that keeps going and going. Each workday involves more loss, so it can be overwhelming to talk about grief in the face of massive deaths, and yet talking is what is needed for healing. Healthcare providers often feel they have wordless suffering, and yet mental health providers are skilled to give words to what seems like wordless suffering. Writing about the experience is another positive outlet to improve mental health. The task is to write about what you are losing and how you are trying to cope. Since most healthcare workers have not experienced the pandemic before, writing is a way of sharing experiences, opening a conversation, allowing professionals to learn coping skills from one another, it is a way of giving peer support. At the same time, although the experience is unique, the basics of mental health are the same. When we experience loss, either to our identity or the loss of a loved one or the loss of a patient, we must allow ourselves the time to recover, the time to grieve, the time to express ourselves, and the time to feel loved and supported. The journey of grief is a timeless journey. Like the virus, line is unknown, and so the healthcare provider must be patient with themselves. Each timeline is unique and unpredictable. Having said that, all loss stimulates previous losses, and so the provider needs to be prepared 
not just for grieving over this pandemic and what it has meant to them, but also reliving past losses and what those have meant to them. It's as if the brain has a file cabinet in which this pandemic has now opened, in which all the files under the category of loss have been revealed for current review. In general, the larger that file cabinet is, the longer the grief process will be. At the same time, the larger the file cabinet, the more the person knows that each loss, which may seem unbearable at the time, is survivable and ultimately results in a deeper sense of humanity, along with remembering the loving feelings associated with that loss. In other words, each loss generates more compassion, and that compassion serves the healthcare provider particularly well for many years to come. The action item is quite straightforward. Ongoing social support is critical to move on from grief rather than to get stuck in it. Phone calls, text messages, and video chat are all important ways to stay connected. The key is the word ongoing. Our literature tells us that healthcare providers will need their loved ones to check in on them long after the lockdown ends. For many healthcare providers, the stress, the sense of loss and grief will continue long after the quarantine ends. Returning to institutional support, there will be a need for increasing supervision, consultation, and collegial support long after this crisis ends. Healthcare workers should be given paid leave when this crisis ends so that they can take the time to reintegrate into their personal life. Warning signs are the usual warning signs for mental health issues, which include an abnormal, excessive use of alcohol or prescription drugs, making big and sudden life changes, negatively assessing their work contributions, keeping too busy, and viewing helping others as more important than self-care, and not wanting to talk about the work experiences with others. Healthcare workers not only face enormous physical and emotional demands right now, they are also facing a unique human tragedy and watching this firsthand might create a major change in their worldview. Loved ones and healthcare institutions should be prepared for that. Loss is always hard, especially when there are so many at one time. In this podcast, I have focused on the healthcare professional who must cope with massive amounts of losses along with the loss of a feeling of effectiveness. People who are not on the front lines cannot really understand what they are going through, but we can be curious and interested to hear them explain it to us. Mental health treatment should be sought out when social supports fail. We may never have lived through a pandemic before, but our old tools of active listening can still be very helpful. Thank you very much for joining me to discuss mental health in the time of COVID-19. I look forward to your feedback and for you to join me for my next podcast on primed.com. I'm Shira Volmer, MD. Until next time, stay well and stay happy.